All right, hey, what's up, FMBA Nation? This is Bill Brower, and in this episode, I had the opportunity to speak with Cherie Castellano at our February convention at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City, New Jersey, about the new fire and EMS hotline, which is provided by the New Jersey Division of Fire Safety and Rutgers University. And she gives us a, a ton of information about the hotline, how to access the hotline, what the resources are that are behind that, and also if you want to get involved in the peer support system in the hotline, how you can go about doing so. So just a lot of great information about a resource that is available to our members that are struggling with mental health issues, and I hope that you get as much out of this episode as I do. As always, thank you for supporting FMBA Nation. All right, what's up, FMBA Nation? This is Bill Brower, and we are live here at the February Educational Convention at our new location, which is the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino here in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I've got the honor and privilege to be joined by Cherie Castellano. She's with the New Jersey Fire and EMS Lifeline, which is uh, something that is a very important topic to a lot of people, right? I mean, mental health, I like to consider it one of the epidemics of the fire service, cancer, mental health awareness it's it's something that plagues so many of us i don't think a lot of people realize that they're plagued by these issues that we're we're dealing with on a daily basis and and this has a lot of support and resources to be able to help our men and women our first responders tell me a little bit about the fire and ems lifeline and, and what that program is how you guys came about it and and how it benefits our members and, and the first responders from the state of new jersey yeah terrific thank you so much for having me on so um, my title at Rutgers University is actually the director of the National Center for Peer Support. So 20 years ago, right before 9-11, I started Cop to Cop, okay. which was one of the first peer support helplines in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that you know, cops and first responders in general don't use mental health providers mm -hmm. because they really only understand each other, right? The vicarious trauma, they share each other's experiences and they really get each other. So they talk to each other for support. So peer support was sort of a natural evolution to create that first pro program back in 1999. We still today, 20 years later, are the only state in the country really? with a legislated cop to cop helpline wow. that is now a national model yeah. um, for the law enforcement consortium that, that President Biden is looking at solutions for law enforcement. So it's really cool. But I mentioned that to say that the origins of this program really came about during 9-11. So after cop to cop was up and running, running and funded by the state, again, appeared telephone line using retired cops, training them with mental health clinicians to provide peer counseling as sort of a way to prevent suicide and mental health issues and substance abuse, as well as respond to critical incidents. So for the cops, it was shootings and stuff. But when 9-11 happened, the governor asked us to respond to fire mm -hmm. and EMS because yep. of their involvement. So we got a lot of funding to design specific 9-11 programs, and we did. We started a version of New Jersey Fire and EMS Lifeline during 9-11. Um, that lasted for about six years. That was funded by the Division of Consumer Affairs okay. after 9-11 funding. Because we really recognized that, you know, rescuers were victims of the 9-11 events. And so as a result, we were able to use 9-11 victim funds to design all these programs. Fast forward to now, this cop-to-cop, vet-to-vet, mom-to-mom, fire-to-fire, all these peer programs became very popular and even are proven to be evidence-based models 
that are sort of more effective than treatment sometimes in the context of sure. what somebody will use. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have the greatest psychologist or therapist in the world available to a firefighter. If he or she thinks the stigma of asking for help to a behavioral health care professional is too much, yeah. they're not going to ask for help. And yeah. so it needed to be accessible, that's why the 1-800 number. And then we found it needed to be more than a helpline. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really a hotline so much, it was more of a helpline offering peer counseling on the phone. And so when it ended and Eddie Donnelly became the president of FMVA um, after all the 9-11 support, he and Troy Powell and Rich Matuski, a whole group of people said, we need this to reemerge now. Yeah. You know, mental, mental health issues are really important for firefighters in New Jersey and across right. the country. EMTs and dispatchers too, oh, right? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, you yes. know, it's, it's across the board. Uh, it I is. don't think a lot of people realize, even at the dis, I mean, listen, EMTs, we, you know, we, we see a lot of bad things yes. too. A lot of our firefighters are EMTs, but yes. I don't think a lot of people understand or realize the impact that it has on our dispatchers too. Yes. They're the first call. They're yes. the first person you're speaking with. Sure. All the noise that's going on, oh it's, it's incredible. Oh my gosh, the secondary trauma yeah. is incredible. And they are really like the forgotten first yeah. responder mm -hmm. in the context of looking at their needs and their mental health and sort of resilience and wellness. So we, we got together and again, the funding came from fire safety. But we got together and said, okay, listen, even though we had this program during 9-11, things are a lot different now. So we need to sort of update it and make it, you know, part of this first responder unit yeah. at Rutgers where we have vets and cops mm -hmm. and all kinds of people. But we have to make it prevention oriented with training. We have to make it counseling oriented so it's free and confidential over the phone, yeah. which is really convenient during COVID. Yeah. And then we also have to have what we call all those post-vention services. So even though the FMBA has a fantastic debriefing team, mm -hmm. you know, not all the volunteer, you know, units or the EMS or dispatchers will know who to call right. after they're exposed to secondary trauma. So this is all of that offered for free. Um, you know, using peers um, yeah. on our staff. So we have dispatchers and EMS on our staff besides firefighters because we recognize sure. your point, you know. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think that's probably the biggest challenge, right, is is not just getting the word out, spreading the word, and, and, and uh, letting people know that this resource is available to them, but helping them overcome the stigma that, that comes along with that type of help and, and mental health. I mean, we all know that there's uh, PTSD implications, there's you know, a lot of stressors that goes into our job and, and, and we carry that home to our family and, and it, there's a lot of stuff there and knowing that you have an issue or a problem or you need help and overcoming the stigma of what's tied to that, I think this peer-to-peer -peer concept and program really helps break down those barriers. Yes, you, know? you, couldn't be, you couldn't be more accurate. I mean, I feel like although this has been sort of my life's work for more than 20 years, and like I said, we are recognized as the national best practice in peer support um, in our first responder lane, but I think that mostly because military and law enforcement officers have access to weapons and there was such a focus on creating services that stop suicide mm -hmm. because the firefighter suicide numbers hadn't really emerged as public information it seemed like oh maybe they don't need it so much or right. maybe they're just like figuring it out in the firehouse and so i wanted to mention that i think we're really grateful for data right we're an academic behavioral research center at rutgers and we have to look at what does the data say so the iaff did a, a survey in 2019 
And it's, it was of 7,000 firefighters, and really important stuff to mention to sort of normalize that stigma, that yeah. of the 7,000 firefighters, 19% had thoughts of suicide, wow. which is a big Staggering. number. Yeah. yeah, and then 27% struggled with substance abuse, 65% mm -hmm. were like haunted by traumatic incidents, mm -hmm. um, which I think is true also for EMS and dispatchers, yeah. like you said. And then 81% said if they asked for help, it would make them seem like they were weak or unfit. So yeah. that stigma is like well documented. Right. Um, so the way we find to like combat that in the military and in law enforcement is to talk about strength, you know, to say, we're not just gonna ask if we can help you during a problem. We wanna get in there and do peer support and do training as prevention. So we wanna do resilience training mm -hmm. where like we talk about your strengths as a firefighter yeah. or EMT or, or dispatcher. And we wanna also teach you how to be sort of gatekeepers for each other. So if you have stigma to reach, reach out to a mental health person, if we teach you this QPR for firefighters that we taught here, you know, today, yeah, at this right? class, yeah. yeah. If we teach you that, we're teaching you how to question, persuade, and refer your brother, sister, firefighter, mm -hmm. and then connect to a professional, but you're sort of being your brother and sister's keepers, which is what you all do anyway, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just, it's giving you the right tools mm -hmm. to make the connections. In all of our peer programs, we have licensed clinical professionals that oversee the peer support counseling and sort of oversee the work, so we don't have any sort of issues with the peers yeah. like going too far if they're not licensed you know, clinicians. Sure. So it's all about that partnership too. But I think in the culture, firefighters and EMTs and, and dispatchers naturally really seem close and um, I think we're just building off of that, yeah. right? That they're already doing peer support sort of informally, right, I right, think, right? Right, A lot of times there's some, maybe some jokes involved in yeah. it, you know, some firehouse house humor, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, that we all um, kind of use as our, as our, our buffer or, uh, you know, the, the, the icebreaker in the room, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, absolutely, how does... All right, let me ask you a question. Are you like me and need a cup of coffee in the morning to get your day off to a good start? How about an afternoon cup of being at the station? We all know that shift work is brutal to our sleep cycles and that we could use a cup of joe to give us that push through the shift. That's where our friends from Fire Department Coffee come in. Whether you're a firefighter, an EMT, or dispatcher, do yourself a favor and try them out. We have a special offer for our listeners and supporters. Go to firedepartmentcoffee.com, that's F-I-R-E-D-E-P-T-C-O-F-F-E-E.com, and use promo code NJFMBA for 15% off your next purchase. In addition, for every purchase made, Fire Department Coffee will donate 15% of the sale to our Mark Virag Memorial Cancer Fund. These guys are great people and are career firefighters themselves just trying to make really good coffee to help us get through our next shift. So go buy some today and don't forget to use promo code NJFMBA. How does somebody get involved with that? So let's say, you know, we've got somebody listening to the podcast. Um, they're interested in becoming one of these peer support personnel or specialists or however yes. you want to... Uh, coined the phrase, how do they go about getting involved in, in yeah, doing such, that? Yeah, such a great question. I mean, we are staffing right now. This is a paid position. This mm -hmm. isn't a volunteer position. 
and we're so excited that we can allow people to have the capacity to work from home and be per diem and have yeah. sort of flexible hours. So you know, when you work in a first responder program, you have to be 24 seven, you have to be flexible, because that's what you do right. in your everyday job. Yeah. But the telephone number to call to just literally say I'm interested in either getting services or becoming a volunteer, or more importantly, becoming a staff member, we need staff, yeah. um, is 888-653-3367. Okay. Um, we also have a New Jersey Fire and EMS.com. We have like a website, we have social media. So we're really like just introducing this at this event yep. today for the first time to, um, you know, kind of, you know, broaden our scope and start providing the services. Cause it took us a little while to like figure out exactly Iron what we out. should be doing. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're ready to go and, and would welcome the request for support and or staffing or volunteering. Yeah, we just, uh, last month, the January issue of the FMBA Bulletin, we just published uh, one of the latest flyers that you guys had come out with. Oh, so terrific. So that was uh, right towards the front. I'm actually the editor of the Bulletin as well. Oh, that's terrific. Um, so we, we added that to the uh, to the flyer. So we'll be changing, I know we have a couple of different ones. Uh, some are fire geared, you know, some are EMS geared, some are dispatcher geared. We're gonna keep mixing them up to, to you know, to. What's the word I'm looking for? Appeal to the masses. Yes. Um, you know, in in the bulletin, so that'll be kind of a of a mainstay. Perfect. Yeah, and so. I mean, if there's if there's some like some stuff we want to feature one in all of our other programs, we sort of get to highlight when we get to work with heroic first responders who really go above and beyond, and we feel like especially in this environment, people aren't recognizing that so much. Yeah. So like you know, we have sort of success stories about which really are about the firefighters, mm -hmm. the EMTs, the dispatchers as well as you know people kind of getting used to understanding what it is so mm -hmm. like what what do you get when you dial the number or what so are the services I was going to I was going to ask yeah. you that so so let's say we've got somebody listening to us uh, talking about this and and they're having issues they're having problems they need help they know they need help and they, and they want help what can they expect when they call this line? What's the process? What are they What are they faced with? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we answer live um, mm -hmm. within 30 seconds. Um, between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., it will definitely be a firefighter, EMT, or um, you know, dispatcher. In the after hours, right, sort of those off hours, it could be a cop or a first responder or a corrections officer. Um, but we're really big on, you know, we don't record anything, everything is confidential. Yeah. You can give a fake name. Yeah. Um, so, and and it's live, a peer live who answers the phone. And so that person is just gonna sort of go through what they're trained to do, yeah. which is like sort of a telephonic assessment about like what's going on, right. sort of connect with you and, and focus on just dealing with what you want to deal with. We call it client-centered. Um, but at the end of that like initial call, which is usually 30 to 40 minutes of just you getting to like dump and vent and yeah. sort of say what you know what your issues are, we will say like, hey, we have resources. You know, maybe we'll, there's a webinar, maybe there's an article, um, maybe there's a provider that you want to go to who, who has expertise. And if it was PTSD, somebody who does EMDR and can help you with flashbacks. So we have a, a database of providers that gotcha. are first responder oriented. So we send people to clergy and medical doctors and stuff. But the big thing is after that first call, we say, can we provide you peer support on an ongoing basis? Yeah. And 80% of the time they say yes in our other programs. And then you're assigned a firefighter or EMT or a dispatcher who's going to call you yeah. when it's convenient. Kind of so. like a big brother, big yeah, sister program. Yeah, like a yeah. mentor. But it usually lasts around six months mm -hmm. to a year, and that's when people say, like, I'm really good, you don't need to call me anymore. Right. But it's we actually like have the peer counseling on the phone set goals, so it's not just like you're presenting problem, but 
once we address that, what about the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Like, there's eight dimensions of you. You know, there's financial, occupational, spiritual, family. So let's talk about like your whole life and how can we support you or sort of coach you to feel better. Um, and then we also, you know, offer, like I said, webinars and like training opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. touch on those webinars. I know you mentioned something about it in the uh, in the meeting before earlier today. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us about these webinars. When when do they happen? Are they a monthly thing? And, and what yeah. do they kind of touch on? Yeah, it's really exciting because again, it's like the first time we've ever done this. Yeah. Um, it's a COVID thing. Um, but what we what we did is we took the resilience skills that the military and law enforcement use. It's a, a model from UPenn. You have positive psychology. And we actually took these um, skills of resilience building and made the webinars have a theme of how to build your strength, right? Because yep. we didn't want to make it negative for the firefighters or the, the EMTs. So the first one is February 23rd, and, and one of the skills that you're supposed to develop in resilience is self-awareness. So it's called self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and uncommon courage in firefighter professionals. So like everyone will have like firefighter speaking, a clinical professional, there'll be like videos and interaction and the ability to join in or just listen. Yeah. And then they'll be recorded and saved on the website. So we're really excited. We're doing them every month. Yeah, that's really awesome. I think it, it uh, maybe it's like a first step for somebody that's looking for help, you know, yeah. that wants help. Maybe they're unsure whether or not they want to call the line, but right. here's something, another resource for them to kind of get their, get their feet wet. I don't yes. really, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's really awesome. Um, any other information that, that somebody wants to maybe look into, where where can they go to get this information? Where's a, you have a website available? Yeah, like yeah, so it's so it's NewJerseyFireEMS.com um, and you know, the website has the social media links, has documents, has webinar information, everything on it. Um, we also really encourage people to talk, like call the line. Sometimes they'll call the line and say like, oh, I'm interested in learning more about this and we have a lot more to offer than just yeah. what's on the website. So always making that phone call, you know, to the telephone number is that 888-653-3367, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know, just opportunities to get to work with people who are leaders and, you know, sort of guiding the media to be really culturally competent like you is a blessing. So we're really grateful for the opportunity to continue to work with you to get the word out. Yeah, I mean, it's my my honor, my, my uh, privilege to, to be able to, to sit here and talk to you and, and, and use this platform to try and spread the word and, and with the hopes that maybe somebody listening, it does uh, positively impact their life and, and affect them in, in a positive way and, and bring them some kind of solace you know, and and, uh, and and help them move along in their process. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll throw in just as a last sort of tip that um, I'm a I'm a first responder spouse. You know, my husband is in law enforcement. Okay. So I think families sometimes don't have resources or a place to go. So we welcome retired families, volunteers. Like this is really you know everyone connected to this gotcha. field. That's really good. And to know. um and you know we want to just continue to learn and and support um you know, you and, and the population and the amazing rescuers that are here at the FMBA conference and throughout New Jersey to, um, you know, as a thank you yeah. and a, a way to really, you know, um, enhance their strength. So if I heard you correctly, it's not only available to our members, but to our family, our members of our, you know, our family right. as well, wives, right. husbands, Right, kids. and actually everybody in New Jersey who's in this yeah, field yeah. is entitled to use yeah. this line because it's state funded. It's amazing, it's yeah. amazing. Um, we really appreciate what you do and what your team does to be able to make something like this happen. It doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of things that go into this. Um, there's a lot of thought behind it and uh, you know we wouldn't be able to um, 
to have this if it weren't for people like you and, and, and your team members. So we really appreciate what you're doing to help us and uh, it, it can go without saying that that um, you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do something like this without people like you, Cherie. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. So let's use the line so we keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want it to go away ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. And thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up another great episode from FMBA Nation. Thanks for listening to it. And if you don't already, make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can listen to this podcast on any of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. And if you have an Alexa-enabled device and enable the TuneIn skill, you can say, Alexa, play FMBA Nation podcast on TuneIn Radio. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the podcast or would like to be featured on the FMBA Nation podcast where you can talk about your products and or services that you have to offer, be sure to email us at nation at njfmba.org. And until next time, be safe.